think more deeply about the relationships that you are building with the adults in your life because they in many ways are the gatekeepers. Hello and welcome back to the Accepted Podcast, a college admissions podcast for the savvy student. My name is Tyler Kusunoki. I am an admissions consultant working out of Japan with uh, students from all over the world, trying to help them realize their college application goals and dreams. Today, we are going to be diving a little bit deeper into a new series that I'll be running for a couple weeks that has to do with how you as a student need to be managing the adults in your life. And so today we will be taking a particular look at teachers, teacher recs, what to do to secure that amazing rec, and all the steps that you need to take now in a kind of a very increasingly competitive application environment, what you need to do to make sure that the letters that your teachers are writing for you are truly stellar. And before that, just a uh, reminder, if you like what you're hearing and want to support us, be sure to leave us a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your platform of choice. Do follow us and hit the bell icon for notifications to stay up to date. Uh, we also do regularly host events, both in person and online. So if you're interested in attending free info sessions with me, real admissions officers, check us out at tokyoacademics.com slash events. We will be hosting a, another college talk on the supplemental essays at the end of the month, August 28th, I believe. And so if you want more information on that and you're interested in hearing about how to properly go about writing the Why This School essay, um, please do check us out at tokyoacademics.com slash events. All right. Okay, so let's get right into this. Networking 101, how to talk to your teachers. So after last week, uh, last week I spent some time talking a little bit about the shift that I think is happening in college education where the focus is going to be more based on character, where they're going to on some level assume that your grades are the same, that the grades are good, that all of those things are equal, right? And for the U.S. schools in particular, because I think that the Canadian schools, the U.K. schools, the Australian schools, all those schools are still going to primarily just be looking at your academics. But for the U.S. schools, there is going to be, as long as your grades are up to par, as long as your test scores are up to par, they are looking for ways to determine your character. They are looking for ways to assess that you are going to be a positive contribution, not just in the classroom, but on campus. And so teacher recs are going to become an increasingly big part of this because these are confidential. These are written by people who have seen you in the classroom a lot. And these are people who can speak to your abilities in ways that most people won't necessarily be able to. So a couple fundamentals to talk with, to talk about. Number one, uh, usually schools are going to require you to send up to two. Some schools only require one, but up to two teacher recommendations. And usually they would like them to be from your junior year, from your 11th grade instructors. So that's kind of one of the first things to note is that there it's usually going to be two of your junior year teachers. A lot of students come to me asking about, oh, does it need to be one STEM, one humanities? No, it doesn't necessarily need to be at all. 
And I'll talk a little bit more about how to go about choosing your teachers in a bit. But it does often need to be your core teachers. So you can't ask your PE teacher, you can't ask your music teacher. It usually has to be from your core subjects. So math, science, and then your humanities, right? Your, your English and your social studies. Foreign language can work too. That's probably about as far as I would go in terms of your five main teachers. You will so, and then these, these will be submitted confidentially. You will request them on Common App, and then they will be sent in confidentially to the schools. So those are kind of the basics. Now, where this becomes a little bit more complicated is understanding what happens when you request a teacher recommendation. So for most schools that use the Common App, uh, for most universities that use the Common App, when you, are, when you request the teacher recommendation, a lot of times teachers are going to be automatically sent a form from the Common App. It's a little bit of a quick survey and where they rate you across a bunch of different categories. And everything, it goes from non-applicable because I can't speak to this quality for a student to one of the top few that I've ever taught. And when you go down this list, there are 16 categories on this list. When you go down on this list, a lot of these, sub- a lot of these qualities have nothing to do with how smart you are. Right. One of the categories is maturity. One of the categories is concern for others. One of the categories is integrity. One of the categories is the opinion of other teachers of this student. And so all of these categories are things that your teacher, if they are going through the normal process, your teacher is going to check things off as part of an evaluation of who you are. And of the 16 categories, 12 of them have to do with your personality and your principles and your character. On top of this, most schools usually are going to give you at the end of junior year, most schools are going to be giving you a survey of some kind, a series of questions that they want you to fill out to basically help the writing process. And so these questions can be anywhere from like four to five questions, just about what you think is most important about you to 18 to 20 question massive surveys where they will ask you all kinds of things about list specific projects that you did in my class that you're proud of. Think about specific interactions that we've had that have been meaningful. Tell me about things outside the classroom that you'd like me to know and potentially talk about. Okay, so both of these, right, both the survey that the Common App sends out and then the survey that your teachers send to you, both of these oftentimes catch a lot of my students by surprise, right? What? I needed to write all this? Or wait, I'm going to be evaluated on this for my teacher recommendation? If I had known that, I would have acted differently. Okay, so what to do? First of all, I think one of the main things is, and here's where it's starting to become a little bit uncomfortable with what you are doing is going to happen, is that one of the things I encourage a lot of students to do if they don't know the process or if I don't have the survey, right, is to reach out to the class above them. As a rising junior, right, or even younger, right, reach out to the current rising seniors who have seen the survey, who have filled it out, if your school does one, right, and ask to see it. Why? Because now you can start to plan backwards, okay? And the next few things that I'm going to talk about, I want to be very mindful of the fact that this sounds very calculated, right? At the end of the day, you are building a human relationship, and you don't want to necessarily be coming across that way, and I don't want any of this to come across as like me recommending you to be manipulative in any way. 
However, you do need to be calculating. You need to be, need to be strategic because what your teacher is able to say about you is actually entirely dependent on you. Prepare for your next academic year on topics you need. SAT, math, science, English, and more. TA families are arranging customized intensive courses of study so that their children can better prepare for the next academic year. From private instruction to group classes, our students learn in their most comfortable setting with the right tutors. Start planning today so that you're ready for the next year. Visit tokyoacademics.com to schedule a meeting with us and learn more. That's tokyoacademics.com. No teacher in high school is going to have the time to consistently, intentionally go out of his or her way to build a one specific relationship with one specific student. They have too many kids. There are too many other things to do. They need to go off and coach track, right? So everything that the teacher, every piece of data, every piece of information that the teacher is going to have about you has to start from you. And so understanding what you're going to be asked to talk about at the end of the year is very helpful for you to figure out, okay, here's where I need to really go out of my way and be intentional about making sure that, especially in, for example, a very lecture-based class, that I find a way to participate, right? If one of the questions is, um, you know, talk about a memorable contribution you've had to class or talk about how you feel you've made the classroom better. We get this, we see this question a lot of the times. If you know that that's true, you love your math teacher, the math class is very lecture heavy, there's not a whole lot of group discussion, what can you be doing to show participation, right? Is it about going up after class and asking for additional work? Is it about trying to start a study group because the math content is hard, right? And going to your teacher and saying, hey, my, a couple of my friends and I would like to start a study group. Is there any additional material you be, could be giving to us so that we can work together? Is it asking questions, right? In a lecture-based class, a lot of there will be a lot of questions that you maybe want to ask, but that means that you have to spend some time preparing the material the night before, right? Rather than kind of going and listening and then maybe by the time you have questions, class is already done, okay? And so that would be an example of where knowing what you're going to have to talk about helps guide how you are behaving in class. And that would be one thing that I would encourage you to think about because now you have the roadmap for the types of experiences, the types of interactions that you need to build with your teacher by the end of your junior year. Okay, so reach out to your senpai, reach out, well, reach out to senpai. Senpai just is a term for people who are um, above you, right? Your, your, your elders, right? So reach out to the seniors in your class and ask, right? When you had to complete your teacher recommendations, was there a form you had to fill out? Is it okay if I take a look at it? The next thing is really knowing that which you do not have, the most important thing to do is not pick a balance, right? You don't need to have one STEM, one humanities. It's far more important to have teachers who know you well, okay? And you want teachers who know you well, and usually you want, you do want teachers who are going to be able to speak to your strengths in the field that you are thinking about studying. I think that this is particularly true for STEM. Um, but also can be true for humanities. If you know you are going to be an engineer, at least one of your recommenders should be your physics teacher, should be your chemistry teacher, should be your math teacher. But 
your other, and here's where the balance can be useful, the other one probably should be your literature teacher or your uh, Spanish teacher. Okay, to show that you are also capable in other areas of academia, academia as well, in other types of classrooms as well. Okay, so um, that would be the only reason to maintain balance is that it shows to do one STEM, one humanities, is that it does really show that you are capable across a wide range of areas. Now, if by the time you get to your junior year, your best relationships happen to be with all of your STEM teachers. And it turns out that like your math teacher is your baseball coach and your track and, and your physics teacher is one of the supervisors of your service projects. And they've been able to see you in those capacities as well. Then just do both of those. Right. But you always want to be thinking about who is going to say what about me. And how does that balance out my overall application? How does that fit into the vision of what I want the college to have of me? Okay, so don't worry too much about it having to follow some arbitrary guideline of one STEM, one humanities. It's more about fit um, in terms of which teachers can say what about you and avoiding redundancy, right? You don't want two teachers saying the exact same thing. You want two teachers saying some of the same things, but then saying thing, but saying other things that show the breadth of who you are as a human being, right? And then the final sort of thing has to do with what I kind of mentioned about just now is you want to seek out opportunities to demonstrate to your teachers who you are outside of the classroom, okay? Now, if it turns out your AP US teacher also happens to be the football coach and you have no idea how to play football, don't go and try to be don't go and try to be on the team just for the purposes of that, right? If your AP chem teacher is supervising the children's service on Saturdays, you don't have to go do that if that's not a cause you care about, right? Though it's not about doing it that far. Again, like I said, it's not about manipulation, right? But it is about seeking out opportunities to make sure that they are aware that you are doing something different. And that happens through conversation, right? And so if you want to build your relationship with your bio teacher and you're doing some really cool bio research over the summer or you're joining a summer program to study bio more deeply, talk to them about it, right? And mention that that's what you're going to be doing this summer. Ask for some guidance, right? And asking for guidance is one of the things that I encourage students to do the most. If you have interests in that field, Right? Talk to your teachers about how to pursue it further. Right, A lot of students only go to their teachers to ask for help about stuff they're learning in the classroom. Right? What teachers generally love is where you say, I'm, I'm learning this stuff in the classroom, but everything that we've covered has been on a pretty superficial level. I'd really love to dive more deeply into gene splicing. I'd really love to dive more deeply into the life of Andrew, Andrew Jackson, right? Whatever it is, right? If you are actually also curious about it, right? That also is one way to start a conversation. I also have students who go and ask for reading recommendations, right? This stands out for a couple reasons. Number one, kids don't read anymore. So when when someone comes and be like, I want to uh, read and I don't know where to start, what would you recommend? 
can be a great conversation starter that also shows gives you an opportunity to talk a little bit about your outside interests. I had a student who went up to their English teacher and asked for some summer reading recommendations. And it turned into a longer conversation about behavioral psychology, about behavioral economics as well, and why we do what we do, motivation, incentive, all of those things, right? And the teacher said, hey, go read Freakonomics, right? Which isn't necessarily tied to English at all, right? But now this teacher knows not only are you stellar in this classroom, but when I start to think about you, it's not just, oh, she's brilliant in my class. It's, oh, she has these other interests right, that she's thinking about. And now the student can follow up and say, hey, I finished the book. It was great. I have some questions about the book. I wonder if you have some time, right? Or is there anything else that you would recommend, right? And now you have this conversation going on that can be useful. So try to find ways to engage your teachers in a little bit of what you are doing outside of their classroom, okay? If you are doing a fundraiser, ask them to donate, right? Oh, what are you fundraising for? Ah, this cause that's really important to me. Find reasons to involve your teacher in your life. Listeners of this podcast know that admission rates have never been lower. It's not enough to just have the high GPA. In this ultra-competitive climate, stunning essays make you stand out against your peers. Tokyo Academics Essay Counseling offers personalized attention by specially trained counselors familiar with expectations of each type of application essay, provided at extremely competitive rates. One of our expert essay counselors will create a customized plan to tailor all of your application essays to fit your narrative, goals, and background. We ensure that each essay tells a story only you can. We have specialists for schools across the US, UK, Japan, and more. Summer is the best time to get a head start on your essays. Contact us at essay at tokyoacademics.com for a free diagnostic today. Okay, so those are kind of the main pieces. And um, what I will wrap up with is that, um, especially when it comes to teacher recommendations, quality time will come from quantity time. Okay. And I know as a high school student, you are busy. As a high school teacher, they are busy. But the great examples to talk about the really unique conversations that will come up in a teacher rec happen from a quantity, spending a quantity of time, right, with your teachers to create an environment where eventually the quality can occur. And today, just with a little bit of my own story, because I do, honestly, I really believe that my teacher recs are what got me into university. So uh, my high school English teacher, I, she taught me AP Lang and AP Lit. I had her for two years. And it just so happened that we took the same bus ride home. And I went to Hong Kong International School. So the bus ride home from Hong Kong International School to where I was living is a good 45 minutes to an hour. And at the time, wasn't really, didn't really know anybody on my bus, wasn't a particularly social, outgoing kid, but I did enjoy having conversations with this teacher. And so over time, what started to happen is on these long bus rides home, 
her and I would just end up sitting together and just chatting about everything. Everything from the state of Hong Kong at the moment to the recent Shakespeare stuff that we had covered to you know what she wants to do when she leaves HKS, what I want to do when I leave HKS, right? It just became these series of conversations that over time built up a relationship. And on top of that, of course, I continued to perform well in class and raise my hand and ask questions and all these other different things. But what this ultimately led to is a letter of recommendation where, um, and she showed it to me afterwards. Most times they will keep it confidential. And then once you're accepted, um, if you do ask your teachers, sometimes they will let you read them. But I was reading over the recommendation later on. And not only was she able to bring up some of those conversations that we had and what that spoke to in terms of my maturity, my thoughtfulness, my intentionality, all those things, but it also gave her a chance to see kind of where my principles. And one of the phrases I still remember from reading through this, because it stood out because I was taken aback from what this was, right, is that she wrote that Tyler is the locus of morality of the classroom. And I was like, whoa, I didn't even know what locus meant at the time. I had to look it up, right? But that is one of those phrases, one of those sentences that if I'm I'm an admissions officer, I'm going to pause and be like, dang, right? That's a kid, right? That's a kid we need. And so, so these teacher recommendations, right, because they are confidential, because they are coming from perspectives of people, if you give them the chance to, from people who have known you well, who see you so many hours of the day, right? And have seen you struggle, seen you grow, seen you get better, right? These are the people that you need to make sure you are taking the time and taking the intentional time to build good relationships. Most students aren't naturally charming or outgoing in these ways, right? Most students aren't willing to take the time to go and have a conversation and talk with, the, talk with them about their favorite foods or about what book they're reading right now. Or, you know, hey, I'm, I really want to get this started. I want to start doing some research. Where would you recommend I get started? Right? Most students don't naturally think to do this right? in an environment where who you are on paper needs to be broader than just a set of stats, take that time, right? Be that intentional. Think more deeply about the relationships that you are building with the adults in your life because they, in many ways, are the gatekeepers to whatever comes next. Hopefully that was helpful for all of you. And as always, thanks for listening to the Accepted Podcast. Again, my name is Tyler Kusinoki. We hope you enjoyed today's topic on Teacher Rex. We'll be continuing this series on networking, especially with adults. Right? We'll be talking about a couple different groups of adults that are pretty important for you to have a good relationship with and how to go about doing so. Right? Join us next week for more on the complex world of college admissions. If you like what you're hearing and want to support us, 
please, 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 please leave us a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your platform of choice, wherever you are getting this. Please also comment. We'd love to hear back from all of you what you want to hear more about. Do you have burning questions? Is there a particular thing you'd like me to rant for 20 minutes about? All right, please do let us know. We also do regularly host events. We are hosting a college talk on the Why This School essay on August the 28th. If you want to, if you're interested in that or anything else we are doing in that regard, please do check us out at tokyoacademics.com slash events. Okay, that's it for today. Shout out to my English teacher, Miss Wong. Thank you so much for everything that you have done for me and getting me in a huge part to where I am today. And for everybody else, remember, the key to getting in is getting ready. 